Hey everybody, welcome back to the Quaker Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sean McKeown. This is representing the sports department of Daily Pennsylvania. I'm here with my co-host, editor, Caleb Crane. And today, we have a special guest on, senior midfielder for the men's soccer team, Michael Tideitz. A little round of applause. Usually we have more people in the room, but we'll still clap nonetheless. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, interview today for a little bit of context for all those people out there who don't follow Penn Sports so thoroughly and all that kind of stuff. Men's soccer is first seeded in the Ivy League tournament coming up this Friday. Am I right? Yep, 6.30 this Friday. 6.30. Even the time down? I, I mean, I guess you got to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but people don't know out there, that's a first tournament of the year, major tournament. Last year, we had a great run into the NCAA tournament. Ivy League tournament matters. First thing on the docket. How are you feeling going in? I think we're feeling pretty good. Me, personally, I'm feeling pretty good. I think the team is in a great spot, um, especially with this past result versus Princeton. Like, we have, like, a lot of momentum going in. I think it's also huge for us to be hosting, like, this mm -hmm. tournament going in. It gives us, like, a lot of confidence because I think, like, playing at home, you always – it's always better for the team's mentality and everything. We don't have to travel, so mm -hmm. it's just good. Sleep in your own bed. Yeah, your own that's a schedule. big part of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is the first year there is the tournament, and, like, the past years, it was just whoever comes out of the regular season goes straight to NCAA. What was that like kind of for you finding out about that and like really realizing that like the regular season, you're playing for it, but ultimately you got to win two more games? Yeah, I mean, so especially from last year, the format was you go through every Ivy League game. Uh, if you win the league, you get the auto bid for the NCAA tournament. And obviously we wanted to win the league and especially like go to the NCAA tournament. But I think going into this year, especially with the tournament format, like if, you, if you're the winner of the tournament, you get the auto bid to NCAA tournament. I think it really changed the way in which teams approach the regular season and, and also like the Ivy League tournament. Like I think a big goal for ours was, us, of course, win the league again, but it's also to secure a top four spot for the Ivy League tournament to give ourselves that chance to go into postseason play, especially um, what happened last year. We want to, of course, like repeat again, hopefully this year. Yeah, and then... Going into the final day, you didn't you didn't even know where the the tournament was going to be. It was win and you're hosting, but if you you tied or you lost, like could have been anywhere. Did that really impact the mentality going into the game against Princeton? Yeah, I think especially for me and a bunch of other guys, it was just like win, win and we host. Like that's all we have to do. Like I think it was really crucial for us. Like we we're very confident in ourselves. Like we really want to win and like like host this thing especially because what happened last year we felt that we could also do this year I think it's also very big that we did win and we like we're not like traveling to like let's say Yale Harvard like especially like traveling in the Ivy League especially on being on a bus for that long especially like to the northeast is very like difficult sometimes um, yeah with it's the not like and we're getting flown out in private no yeah here. you can't do that in the Ivy League really no. so it's a lot different so I think like us hosting was like huge and the mentality of the guys was great yeah and then you're from the new the Boston area right yeah I'm from Westwood Massachusetts okay. it's like south of Boston so you you're pretty familiar with how dicey uh, Massachusetts weather could be in mid-November yeah I mean it's pretty cold for the most <laughs> part also I think a big thing is like traveling like going through New York especially up to those like northeastern places oh, yeah. is very like it's terrible sometimes traffic's horrible yeah Legs get stiff by the time you get off the bus you're kind of just praying to practice in negative 10 degree weather yeah you're just praying to get into the hotel room really yeah and again Last year, a, a huge amount of success. Stuff that's not just, you know, we're from Penn, win the Ivies, that's a great thing. Mm. The tournament success, winning in round one, I remember how ballistic just our office went 
for like celebrating you guys great win great everything going into this year you know I, I saw last year as like that's a great first step that's a great you guys broke into a championship like broke into the big leagues knocked a great first round out mm. took the second one to ot this year going into ivy is is it hard not to look ahead is it like you know keep the first game in front of you and keep going straight or is it you know what's the emotions of the locker room you know considering last year yeah i mean i think i think obviously as especially being an athlete sometimes you do look ahead to like what 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 can happen like the what ifs a little bit but i think right now in our locker room um, on the board, we have like uh, the seeding of like all the points in the Ivy League and stuff, and we have um, an arrow right pointed to Brown, and like mm-hmm. this is focus on this one. This one is the one that matters. So I think as a team, we're really focused on that first round of the Ivy League tournament because we know how much this like could mean for us, and like how many. We always say that we want to get more days together as a team, mm-hmm. like to continue training. So I think focusing on just Brown, and then we'll see what comes to us Sunday and beyond, hopefully. Yeah, and saying that, especially as a senior. Yeah, it's great to be able to say that, especially being able to say, like, hey, like, I'm on a team that was able to make postseason play, mm-hmm. like, is huge for me as a senior. Like, that's one way I would like to go out. It, it's awesome, great being, like, regular season champs this year, but, like, to be able to go into the postseason tournament and potentially NCAA tournament is huge. It's huge. And especially when you're talking about, like, our, like we, we keep winning, we, keep, we stay together. That's, like, a friendship thing. It's yeah. above being a team. It's above playing together. It's about how much y'all, like, really – respect and like each other is that like as a senior is that something you've seen your entire time being here everyone's like you know has a love for each other and appreciation or is that something that comes together when you're in like playoff formats Mm -hmm. and it's winner go home and that you know it gets tighter people appreciate each other more where do you see that like friendship forming over your course here i think it's definitely like amplified in those playoff type moments where it's like winner go home a little bit but i think especially from us as a team it's like guys are cheering guys on the sidelines and everything and there's real friendships on the team especially me coming to this program I feel like I've met some of like my best friends mm-hmm. um, that I'll have for years to go on so I, I think it's just something we as a team have like always had guys are always joking in the locker room and stuff like they're a good like we have a good culture I would say and uh, vibes um, with one another so I think it really helps us like correlating to on the field it really helps us with like chemistry and relationships and everything like that so it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then kind of shifting away from the team a bit, just your season. Um, how do you feel like this year has gone for you uh, kind of playing a bit more than you did last year and stepping into maybe some new roles? Yeah. I mean, especially from last year, last year uh, coming off the bench, like kind of like uh, almost like a role player, uh, but going in to do my job and stuff. The team in which we put out last year was like great team. Um, it's like hard to get into. Even this year, like we have guys that it's very hard to like break into the lineup as well. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think my role, especially being a senior, is to bring more experience, especially from last year. Like those NCAA tournament games, like being able to play in those as well as like the Ivy League games, is you bring a lot of experience. So I think coming into this year, I'm pretty happy with how I played. Um, got my first goal. Um, especially being last year being the first year of me actually like putting on a pen jersey and playing so I'm pretty happy with how it's going this year mm-hmm. especially with the success we've had as a team I think it's great to say that in my seasons at Penn we've been at the top of the table through the regular season of course. Hey, you know, so it's, that's all I care up, about you know? no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great it's just great to um, uh, mm-hmm. be able to succeed and see the, the program yeah and then I was wondering if you could talk a bit more about what it was like scoring that first goal. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was like a weight lifted on my shoulders. 
was that like some a bucket list you had kind of coming into college like i want to score just just yeah, one yeah obviously i think first bucket list thing is you want to be able to see the field and like okay. contribute and stuff but yeah it's awesome to be able to i think contribute to actually being almost like the difference maker in mm-hmm. some like some way so I, it was great for me to score um i'm really happy with that yeah of course and then with some of the turnover that's happened in the team last year to this year has your you found your role kind of shift tactically at all or you're playing pretty a pretty similar position i'm playing a very similar position um for me being like an outside midfielder we have like a rotation that goes through and it's um pretty structured sometimes um you're demanded the same as the other guys in that position and it's a very like heavily rotated position so like lots of subs um but no like my um position has stayed the same um everything like that and i mean it's obviously working and like the team like dynamic is doing great because uh, we've been able to see success with it mm-hmm. and going forward seeing like building from last year great success same role this year mm. has this season felt any different yeah it's definitely felt different um i think that this year we've been challenged with a lot more like speed bumps so to say like being the team we were last year, like top 25 RPI, like ranked uh, by United Soccer Coaches at some point. It's very easy, I would say, for us to come off that year and be complacent mm-hmm. um, and not like build on our success. Um, so I think also with like us being Ivy League champs last year and going um, into like the second round, we definitely had like a target on our back this year. And it's like you go in and play a team, like you're going to get the best. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the best from that team. So I think that going into this year it was like we had that target on our back and we had to like deal with that pressure that like we were going to we were going to have to deal with this team's like best best quality best everything. So I think it definitely showed us that like we can't be complacent and everything like that and we we've taken a couple losses, a couple ties and we we weren't really sure like how the league was going to go. So I think that it's just great that we're able to like claw ourselves out of that and ultimately like put ourselves in the position that we are now. Mm-hmm. Front spot. And speaking of, of ties, you know, your first round matchup in the Ivies is Brown. Yeah. Tied OO mm-hmm. earlier this year. A tough game, real physical game from what I remember. I yeah. remember watching it for like a little scouting duty that, mm-hmm. they, that they assigned the DP. Um, how do you imagine this going forward where you're playing Brown again? You're playing, it's going to be, you know, everyone knows each other. You see each other all year, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Is this the familiarity help or hurt you going to a match like this? Mm. I think it helps. Um, I think especially with the Ivy League tournament, it's like almost like anything can happen. Like mm-hmm. it's any team's, like when, when it's any team's day, like they can, they can take it. Um, I would take our group any day of the week when we're like on our game and qu- like quality's coming out. But I think that. I think familiarity is is very good in knowing what a team's tendencies is and everything like that. Obviously, I think it's very different in the tournament format, but you do your best to prepare and everything like that. Got you. Now, again, I'm a homer. You know, I'm from Philly. I love every Philadelphia team. Yep. I go to Penn. I yep. love every Penn team. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wait to watch the game, be in the stands kind of thing. Even if I'm not covering it, I, I'll probably be there just to be like, the, you know, show support. Um and you guys had pretty big crowds for, especially for you know playing here. Sometimes tough to get fans out. Yeah, you guys had some great show ups. Yeah, we have. And is that like, I guess for me, I think it's a sense of pride if I was on the field mm-hmm. and 
I was at Penn, a school that doesn't have a lot of people come out, and having that many people show out and scream and rip their heads off just for just for you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Going into this year, do you expect it again? Do you hope for it again? Like, no, definitely hope for it. I think when the postseason comes, it's definitely a lot more people coming out. The bigger the game, the the more people we're getting. I think we do a pretty good job as a team as well, being able to broadcast it to. Penn Athletics and like other athletes to come out and like come support. It definitely helps like on the field, especially um, when you got people yelling at like the other team. It, it's always like mm -hmm. it's funny sometimes, but yeah, it's great for like momentum and everything like that. Yeah, I think one of the best things about you know being in Philly, you know, not so much Penn in general, but the fan culture changes games. Like yeah, you, you pay attention to baseball. You saw what they called you know Philadelphia. They called our a baseball stadium like an SEC school yeah. for how loud it was. That's the biggest compliment you can get as fans. Yeah. Um, and one thing I really want to see here at Penn is the same kind of attitude, especially when we're playing Ivy. Yeah. You don't got to like sports to hate other Ivies. We do that. Anyways. You, you do that anyways. You wake up, you fucking hate. Oh, yeah. oh, mm. Ryan will edit that out. We fucking hate other Ivies. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Is there an extra bit of blood? I know, again, it's an Ivy tournament. Obviously, there's extra hate. You see them all the time. Mm. But we've had other guests come on who are like, it's my hate for them that we see them more often. They're in our division. They got to know they're worse than us. Like, is that part of it for you or is it just another game mentality? Uh, I think as a team, we have like kind of like a, it's another game mentality, but there's always like in either regular season or postseason, anything like that. When you're playing an Ivy team, it's like, there's that extra, extra physicality, extra edge. Like people play that much harder because you're playing like a in-conference rival. And I think just, especially with the history of the schools and everything, it's just like, you got a hatred for these schools, and I definitely experienced that. Guys on my team definitely experienced that. I think even the coaches experienced that. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you want to go out and win and beat this team and uh, prove your worth. So, yeah. That's a great thing. I, I love temper in sports. I love the physicality. I love when people have yeah, a real passion I, for it. I think especially with that, it's like it – like that, um, I would say, like that adrenaline, like, gets you up, like, ready to compete, like, that much better mm -hmm. a little bit. Is there ever been a time, at least this year or last year, when you've gone into a pitch thinking to yourself, like, this has got to be the best performance I've put out ever? Is that is that how you enter a field? Is that how you give it your all, die on the field kind of thing? Or is it a, you know, I've practiced for this, I'm calm. Like, what's your mentality going into a game? I think, I think I'm more of a – I think I'm more of a calm. Um, I think especially entering a game, like seeing a game start. Starting the game – being able to like start a game like good and stuff is one of the hardest things ever because it's like that's when you get the opponents like almost like best mm -hmm. like like physicality and everything like, like sharpness and everything like that. I think being able to come into a game, especially being calm and relaxed, especially it's what I like to focus on is you can be like almost a game changer in that sense. Um, I think for me as a player last year entering our first round versus Rutgers at home first NCAA game we hosted mm -hmm. in of extremely long time um very was, long time was yeah was was huge and i mean like you got to be up for those type of games so i think um having that like focused mentality and stuff was huge for me and helped me mm -hmm. um being able to get into that game yeah so. and then like kind of going off that like you're coming off the bench in some of these games yeah. like just providing a spark of energy off the bench get Again, some tired legs, some more tired legs, and some other guys, some of the guys on your team have been playing for a long, long time already. And just like, how does that role kind of help you as a, how does that role kind of fit to you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good being able to come in and like be an extra set of legs that 
almost like I look at it as like you come in and you boost the quality almost of the team um, and as well as maintain it. Um, you're like that extra set of energy that other guys like maybe getting fatigued, like will look to you to almost make the plays that when you come on, like you're ready to go, like you're ready to run and everything. I think it's huge. And I also, you got to give it to the coaches for tactically being able to put players in in the right times on these like tired legs against other teams to be able to be the difference makers. So I think it's like a very extremely important role. Mm -hmm. And then you have the fall season starts out early September, still pretty warm out. Yep. Ends up, we're now in mid-November. Hopefully, keeps going to the end of November, maybe Hopefully, in December. Yeah. But um, weather shifts quite a bit uh, between then. How do you find ways to different ways to stay warm, get warm? Yeah, stay I think loose, I think that's that one stuff. of the biggest, one of the hardest things, especially when you come off the field or anything. Being able to be warm and ready on the side, like you're doing your runs, you're trying, you're putting your parka on um, to stay warm and everything like that. Uh, it's huge. I remember last year. Um, even during our Rutgers game and our Syracuse game, it was one of the cold. Syracuse was one of the yeah, coldest. Yeah, it was a blizzard that it, day. Yeah, right, it was. Something. There was like a heater on the sideline. It was so hot. Like I think it melted a kid's studs. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> cleats. Yeah, it was terrible. But um, I think like I think you can run that much faster though. Sometimes when it's not as hot. Well, it's like, extra motivation. Yeah, it is extra motivation to stay warm and stuff. I think for me, it's also like sometimes the heat does kill me. Okay. Um, kill like kill my legs and everything. So, um, yeah, dealing with the I definitely like especially soccer now is like what I associate like almost like fall soccer with is like the cold weather, almost not too cold, but yeah. I mean Syracuse, for example, real fucking cold. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. I've had multiple friends go to like get to Syracuse after high school and then move back to Philly because they just could not take living there, let yeah, alone let cold. alone playing athletics. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, we almost went to that game. Really. Yeah, and then we were going to, because it was on a Sunday, we were going to drive up on, yeah. like, Friday night or Saturday, and then we, like, checked the forecast, and it was, like, going to snow, like, a yeah, foot was, or something. And there were guys, like, on our team, like, no Under Armour, like, no anything. They just got to show the Philly toughness. <laughs> God, know? I mean, I'm from California. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, a wimp. You mean, yeah. <laughs> gotta, you got to wake up warm when you're playing in cold weather. There's no no excuses. Um, but speaking of that, talking about, like, the harsh condition and all that stuff, does that, when you lose a game like that, mm -hmm. OT, freezing cold, does that affect you thinking like, hey, if it was warm out, hey, if it was a little, little less cold, did, was that ever a mentality y'all had? Or was no, it just a I don't really think you can do that. I mean, it's just, obviously it's heartbreaking mm -hmm. um, for us, but I think coming out of that and especially going into this year with like this group is like, hey, like we're able to compete with those caliber teams, especially in the mm -hmm. ACC, I think being able to take them to OT and just not having it fall, fall our way was, was definitely heartbreaking. But I think going into this year, it's like Coach always says, like we're able to, on any given day, compete with any team in the country. And I really do believe that. Um, no matter what road we started on this season, um, we've been trying to be consistent, get back to where we know that we can play. Um, so, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean – with that competitiveness, like Ivy League, you got to play them, but mm -hmm. like you're out of conference. Yeah. How important is it to kind of schedule tough to, to, and I mean, you played Penn State, they were 14 at the time, you beat them 3 0. Yeah. And they're like, doing, they're Big Ten champs this yeah, year. Yeah. Like how, how much great. does it mean to like be like, yeah, like we went into their house and, yeah. and we beat them 3 0. Yeah. That was huge. I mean, being able to go to Penn State, especially, um, 
they had a pretty good crowd as well. And I think like almost like us looking at it as kind of like a rivalry a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, it Denver's was Penn. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was it was great for us to get that. Um, I think this year we did focus on the strength of schedule, um, balancing out with different teams. I, like Hofstra is ranked right now. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really unlucky one because we played on them like a lot. Um, it was a very tough game. But strength of schedule is always great, especially being able to face different types of teams, ways teams set up, um, get all the different experiences. Going to Ivy play is huge because um, ultimately you want to be playing your best soccer going into conference play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I think – you know, I usually take a little segment out of every podcast to compliment the person or the team in front of me. And you, you guys, again, heartbreaking loss last year. Started off with two L's and then absolutely, like, again, ties, all this stuff. Yeah, but you ended the year strong. Yes. Four straight wins. Like, the mentality it takes to have that toughness to go through the losses, go through the ties, and still see what's in front of you, which is, you know, first seed championship. As great as you can be and succeed and push through that is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I think, like, we just kept chipping away, um, knowing what our capabilities were. I think another thing that was – the Ivy League was really tight this year mm-hmm. with, like, ties and everything, and I think that we had that experience, especially from last year, to be able to pull out these hard wins. Like, even though we're not playing our best soccer in this game, like, we were able to squeak out results, which was great. Yeah, and even, like, not even squeak out results. Like, that's – I'll give you a little bit more credit. There yeah. were some games where, like, okay, it's 2-1 – Okay, it's one zero, mm-hmm. but you can see the game as you guys look more prepared. Is that something you credit to coaches, to your own team, where you come out there? Do you do you go into the game thinking, okay, we have this game plan, we know what we need to do, we just need to do it? Is it always a dogfight? What's what's the actual game plan going in when you're you know assessing a, an opponent? You probably play, might play twice a year. Yeah, I mean it's very detailed, detail oriented. Um, like you get players. Um, everything like that, like scouting them. And I think just like from the coaches, they're very meticulous in the way in which they do things and they know how another team wants to play, what we need to do to um, fight back against that. And I think that as a team, we're the most prepared we can be going against an opponent on a given week. Um, And I think that's just credit to the guys, coaching staff. I think also another big part of that is like our training environment is extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. Like even like training today like is extremely competitive guys against guys like because ultimately like guys are fighting for spots and stuff like mm-hmm. competition is extremely healthy for a team. Um, I think we have that like all the way all the way through, so it's great. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Thing where I mean we had um Jared Richardson on last week, who spoke of having to go against Shiloh Means and other really great corners on the football team, and he went from not getting like playing four year four games last year not you know not doing too much. And this year having maybe one of the best seasons that Penn wide receivers had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he credited it all to, in practice, there's a bunch of dogs waiting for their chance. There's a bunch of guys waiting in the wings. Like, as soon as someone slips up, I'll be there. And that mentality, while, you know, you still have to play for the team, have to play for everybody, pushes people to play even harder. Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's a great thing to hear that, you know, you guys have people in the wings making not, – not just striving for their own spots, but making the rest of the team better. Yeah, I and Coach – preaches that all the time i mean like whether it's like we just played a game and there's a regen day and there are guys still training on the field like those guys are giving it their all and everything um just waiting for their chance so yeah i think like the dog mentality is something that i would pin on on us is there any like and shifting away from more like a competitive view going into more of the fun questions for the interview 
is there any guys like younger guys on the team that you're excited for? Like, you know, you're you're a senior. You're looking down on all these guys just getting in, not knowing too much, freshman, sophomore, whatever. Is there certain players you're excited to see finally get their chances? Guys you feel like are breaking out, Tad? Yeah, um, I think we have a fairly upperclassman lineup um, right now. I think Oliver Pratt, who's a sophomore, is doing a good job um, taking his minutes and everything. And um, everything. I mean, he's performing, which is extremely important. And mm -hmm. I think that's great. I think a uh, majority of the sophomore and freshman class are just like, I'd say dogs, like waiting to get their, mm -hmm. waiting to get their chance. Um, we have a, a great amount. I can't just name one. There are multiple midfielders that next year are going to be huge for this program, mm -hmm. um, especially um, when me and uh, Mateo, who's another winger, like uh, move on. I think in the the winger roles, there are guys that are going to step in um, mm -hmm. in the in both those classes that are going to be huge um so yeah a lot of talent yeah. moving on yeah it's, mm -hmm. it's a hard thing to overcome yeah but. and then like as a senior do you have any um fun stories from your time at the team that you want to share that uh, you can share <laughs> yeah i think one uh great thing that we do is uh, so we recently had our first road win versus columbia uh coming home with we were able to take everyone so we had all the freshmen we do um uh, freshman karaoke on the bus where nice. they they choose a song to sing to everyone and everyone's clapping and singing and everything like that I think mm -hmm. that's just like a I think that defines almost us as a team and like actually like loving to be around each other and like friends and stuff I and mean, it was great some some of the coaches joined in or, and like our trainer you got well. any favorite performances uh I can't <laughs> I can't name just one um I think uh Adam Keechler did uh, I think beat it by Michael Jackson. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's, a, that's a classy choice. Yeah, that's it was a, it was a classy <laughs> choice. I think that was that was that was amazing. <laughs> that's that's good to hear. Yeah, uh, it's always fun to hear you know the little stories from like inside the locker room mm -hmm. and stuff like that where it's you know joyous. You know the Eagles do the same thing with their rookies. Yeah, they have everyone get up on a stage and perform. I think it's great. I think it's the funniest. I think we should start doing that to DP. Yeah, maybe. Have a couple freshman writers coming and sing. It it may break some earlobes. Yeah. Like that. You know, we'll, we'll get by it. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, speaking of your time here, it's D1 soccer. As much, Like, all the fun you have had, like, again, freshman karaoke and all that stuff, is what what's the thing you enjoyed the most, at least so far that you've had? It's a hard one. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a big it's a big fastball down the middle. Take <laughs> take I mean stepping away obviously I'm extremely grateful for the friends and relationship I've made in Penn men's soccer. I think I think it's kind of a cliche but being able to see all of our hard work go through COVID and everything like that and be able like with these guys like some of my best friends and be able to to actually succeed and win. Um I think like being able to hoist that trophy and just like like seeing everyone happy, hugging, everything like that. Those are some of my favorite moments. Um, personally, I would also say that some of the locker room moments, especially playing songs and dancing and everything like that, is is great. Because um, like ultimately, you want that to be an environment that you come into that's great, joy, like upbeat, everything like that. So those are some of the the things that uh, I won't take for granted stepping away. Mm -hmm. It's it's always a tough conversation to have. Like again, it's a big question I asked you, and it's it's always tough to choose. I think a lot of the athletes always come back and say like, the friends you made, 
the locker room environment, the, the leaders that showed up, becoming a leader, all, all those things that happen that you really only get through sports. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, as a guy who doesn't play a sport but covers it, I think it's one of those things that just always, like, it's the best thing about the sport to me is the, the, the teams you get to make, the friends you get, the you kind of prolong, like, you have four years in college or whatever time you do participate to have a great locker room environment, mm. to make those friends, to have those moments. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad Penn was that for you, man. You know? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I also think it shapes you into the person you're going to be past college. Mm. I think, like, Penn, the coaches and everything like that have done a great job of, of being more – it's more than just soccer a little bit. Like, mm. um, teach you culture, lessons, everything like that. So it's been great. Do you know what you want to be doing after – I do not up. right now. Uh, so hopefully, um, I plan to further my degree at grad school. Mm, okay. Um, okay. So yeah, I. It's always a tough question. Yeah, it's a tough question. I'm asking. I'm asking you the hard ones, and I apologize. No, you you're know. good. <laughs> and you know, I I feel like you're a senior uh, on the soccer team. I'm asking all these questions like, oh, how's it feel to? You know, what was your best part? All these ending questions. Mm. I don't mean to frame it that way because y'all got playoffs left. No, you're good. Yeah, we're still we're still playing. We're mm -hmm. still fighting for something. You mentioned earlier that again, the culture for fighting for that thing is do it for the the guys in the locker room. Do it for the people you're fighting, like the friends you have in there. Yeah, is that the same thing? Or like, because basically, if the message to the locker room is fight for the seniors that are here to you know earn for them. Yeah, we definitely have that. We definitely have that messaging. Uh, yeah. Do it for the seniors and everything like that. Do you keep that in your own head? Is that extra motivation for you? Like, I'm a senior. This is my get-it-done year. Yeah, I mean, you you want to put that jersey on as much as you can. I think, like, it gives you that extra sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, especially going into, like, these postseason games, I mean, you never really know which one's going to be your last, so you have to give it you have to give it your all. 110%, yeah, whatever the exactly. cliche you can spit out kind of. Yeah, the, yeah, the cliche. <laughs> Okay, and again, I'm like tell you again. I, I love sports, but I'm only an outsider to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not the guy who gets to step on the field. I, I, I you know, the announcer. I'm the I'm the podcast interviewer, and talking to you about you know the moments of experience. It sounds fantastic. It sounds like something you've really enjoyed that Penn has given you. It's a, it's, it's a great experience. I guess going into this playoff, when you're talking about all these great things culminating, mm -hmm. all stuff like, what's what's one thing that outside of winning? Obviously, everyone wants that. Exactly. Yeah, everyone they, wants winning. Every, every, you ask any guy on on a, on a fucking sports team, oh, yeah. what do you want by the end of the season to fucking win? Yeah, that's. Um, what's number two on the list for you? I think outside of outside of winning, I think. I think being a senior, being able to maybe score or assist in one of these like Ivy League tournament games would be great. Um, just for like my confidence or me like individually that's one thing that I would like to come out with I think it's also big as like on a on a team level to see guys really like seize their moment mm -hmm. um, whether that be like one of these games goes into penalties and you have like a freshman or sophomore confident to step up I think that's great mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I would love to see like and like on a team level guys would love to see supporting from the sideline so so Everyone to have their moment, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's how a good team operates. Sometimes mm -hmm. you want to, obviously, you want to be selfish in your own ways, but ultimately, it comes down. Soccer is a team sport, right? Like mm -hmm. it's very, it's some different than some of these like individual based sports that you're ultimately not not gonna win 
or succeed on your own. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes rely on others. Sometimes others rely on you. So, soccer has been called the ultimate team sport. Yeah, more than once I've heard you know announcers say it, and it's a true meaning. You got to want everyone else to succeed before you if you really want the team to function. Um, and that's great. You know what I mean? Like every this interview, you know, you have a lot of guys come in. Not uh, Jerry Richardson asked, "What was your goals for the season?" Oh, a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got they got their instant put down the notepad. But to hear, you know, we went for the season. We want these guys to all get their everyone to shine, everyone to have that moment where they can walk off the field proud of themselves. And that's you know that's what everybody wants. Yeah. And I can't wait to go out, sit in the stands, and cheer for exactly that fucking mentality. Hell yeah. Um, and as we wrap up this podcast, a tad, you know, it's been a, a lengthy interview. I've asked you about a lot of topics. I always give the guests an option to say, is there anything you want to get out? Anything to end anyone you like, I say anyone you want to thank anyone you want to say, you know, like funny story, anything that you feel like is, is important to have in an interview with you about your time at Penn sports. What's like a, a little final statement you want to jet in there? I think my final statement would be uh pack the park on Friday Ooh. at six thirty. Okay. That's well, what, that's what I'll leave it as. We'll clip that, put that on the Instagram. Sounds Pack good. the park, 6.30 Friday. I, I can't wait. I hope it's as loud as possible. I am I am partially deaf. I can be deafer. I believe in y'all, you know? So we'll see how many people turn out then. And again, I want to thank you for the interview. I want to thank you for your time. Um, everyone, please show out. And I want to thank you guys as well for listening to the Quaker Nation podcast for another week. Next week, we'll have Malachi Hosley on. And I appreciate you guys for your time.